This is the last episode of Your Routine Queen podcast. Well, sort of. In this episode, I'm going to be looking back over the past year and reflecting on the lessons I've had and also walking you through the decision-making framework I use when thinking about pivoting, creating a new spin on something that I'm putting out in my business. And you're going to get a ton of value and be able to apply this whether you have a podcast currently and it's not quite monetizing or feeling like a good specific part of your business, whether you think you want to launch a podcast as a part of your brand or business in the future, or just if you need some inspiration about how you think about where you're putting your time and energy and running your online business. So let's jump in. This is Chelsea Fournier, a.k.a. Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or a ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process, or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. Okay, so this is episode 46 of Your Routine Queen podcast, and I launched this podcast a little bit more than a year ago, so like, why aren't there 52 episodes? You know, like, I intended on doing it weekly. I'm going to be real and raw reflecting back on how this podcast started, what I have learned, the amazing benefits I've had in my business because of running this podcast, and I'm going to be telling you specifically why I am changing the focus. I'm also going to be changing the name. So I hope that you're subscribed to this podcast. It's going to be like stay the same, be on the same feed, but have its new name and branding as of next episode. And I'm going to talk about why that happened. I am specifically also going to walk through my aligned decision-making framework. If you've never heard me teach that on workshops or uh, in a program with me, it's an incredibly help- helpful and valuable tool. And if you're listening to this live, I probably don't have the registration ready yet, but on October 19th, I am going to be teaching a live class and it's going to be, I believe, called the Due Date Duality. It's going to be looking at how when you want to birth an offering out to the world, sometimes you just need to set a due date. And so how do you navigate that duality of having the due dates, the launch calendar, the plans with being in that feminine flow and just being open to shifts and pivots like I'm walking through right now. So if this is something that you that really draws you in of of looking at how can you be in business, be taking action, be in flow, but also be assessing like what is a good use of your time and where is your money and, you know, good leads coming from, then stay tuned, make sure to follow uh, me over on Instagram or TikTok because I'll certainly be talking about the registration of that class as soon as it is live, but it will be due date duality, like the duality of setting a due date and then working backwards with a state of both abundance and flow and that like structure and masculine um, foundation. So in light of that, I want to talk about why, why did I launch this podcast? So a little over a year ago, it was in September, I think it was actually September 1st of 2021 was like the first episode of Your Routine Queen podcast. It was, uh, I believe that is true because that's my husband's birthday and I believe the first episode was dropping on his birthday while he went off for his birthday 
hike. Uh, my husband actually has an annual little milestone of making sure that he hikes the day before his birthday, sleeps over at the top of the mountain, and then is able to wake up and see the sunrise on his birthday. Like how cute of a, a tradition is that? And so we always support that. So Anyway, that's how I remember that it was on September 1st, and I was stepping into podcasting as a way of figuring out what my evergreen content strategy was going to be. Now, when I think about creating content, like many of us are creating content on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, and it's very like fast content. Fast meaning people consume it quickly. Yes, maybe it's a seven-second reel or TikTok but also fast, meaning it cycles through fast. If all of your followers do not see that piece of content, it's really challenging for them to go back and find it unless they like go to your feed and scroll through and read everything. Whereas when you're looking at something that people could be searching. Now, I do know, just side note, uh, TikTok is obviously, or maybe this isn't obvious to you, but TikTok is becoming more of a search engine And I would consider Pinterest to be more of a search engine, although some people kind of lump it in with with social media. And so there are, social media is becoming more searchable. But traditionally, when I think about content that is like fast content, it is that Instagram, the TikTok, the Facebook. TikTok is starting to like bridge the gap. But when I think about evergreen, I think more of if somebody was searching of how to solve a problem or if someone was searching where they could find a a community that felt like-minded or a thought leader that they could tap into. Where are they going? They are either going to a search engine like Google or Yahoo and, and typing something in and then seeing what some of the top hits are. And that could be a blog. Certainly a blog could come up. Or they are going to YouTube and they are searching and trying to find like a tutorial or someone speaking about something that they're searching for an answer on. And third, they're going on to a podcast. Like this this evening, actually, while I was out on a walk, I had a topic I wanted to dive a little bit more into. And so I went on and typed in some search words and found three or four podcasts that looked interesting, listened to the trailer of each, and found one I really like. And now I'm going to go binge listen, I'm sure, uh, to this podcast over the next couple of weeks to kind of catch up. And so those are pieces of content that are very, very searchable in platforms and places where people know to go search if they're looking for an answer. Like tonight I was like, I would like to listen to something on topic A. Let me go to Spotify and search for topic A or words that might come up and found some some content, right? And so I started the podcast because I was committed at the time. I was like, for one year, I'm going to do Instagram as like my fast content. And then I'm going to create a podcast and try to publish weekly for a year as my more evergreen content. And so that was my strategy and I decided to just like flex the muscle. Now I am your routine queen and so part of the value of even stepping into this commitment, if you will, was really looking at like what routines am I gonna have to create? What systems will I be able to use? What software will I be able to leverage? Do I wanna delegate to support creation of either of these types of content? Can I do it? And so it really was like, for the next year, let me figure out how efficient can I be to still be really impactful to serve the audience that I desire to serve 
and ideally get them so intrigued and hooked on how I speak about things and and the ways that I teach on topics they might be interested in that, of course, I would desire for them to come closer into my circle, either in other workshops or paid offerings or working with me, um, you know, in a bigger group program. And so it's it's if you're an online business owner, it's nice to say, oh, I'm going to launch a podcast and it's going to help me grow my brand and bring new people in. But if you're not super up to speed on how to actually run a podcast, it's very challenging to actually get new people to find what you're doing. And so I'm going to talk through as a in a moment when I kind of go through my aligned decision-making framework about why I'm pivoting this podcast because there are skills, like as with anything, you could just do something and then at some point you can decide to do it well. And so for me, I would say with the podcast, I have been just doing it. I've been having a lot of fun. I am going to just talk through some of the major benefits I've had of running this podcast for the year. A, it has been really fun. I really enjoy the topics that we've covered. I've had a blast connecting with the interviews that I brought in, the guest speakers that I brought on. Uh, I've had some collaborations stem from those conversations of like, you know, you hear the interview and then we stop hitting record. And then, you know, we usually stay on. I will stay on with the guest for another five, 10 minutes or even a little bit longer and get to know more about their business and how we could collaborate. And that's been really, really juicy. I've also gotten much more intrigued on how I can step into guest podcasting, where I was starting to do some networking with other podcast hosts who are looking for guests onto their podcast. And so my gears are turning even as I step into the new year next year some goals I have around kind of getting my voice and my brand and my message out there by being on more and more podcasts as a guest. So really fantastic things. Some of the things that I can now look back on and be like, oh, I should have boned up on X, Y, and Z skill. Uh, one, and something that is just becoming more and more prevalent, regardless of where you're creating content, is search engine optimization, SEO. And just in layman's terms, if that's something that you're like, oh my God, Chelsea, don't get too markety on me. It's literally what I was just describing a couple minutes ago of me having a problem or just even having an area of interest. It doesn't have to be a problem. It could just be an area of interest and being like, what, what am I going to search? If I was the person searching for this content, what would I type into Google? What would I type into YouTube? What search terms would I likely string together as a sentence or a string of words because I'm thinking about a certain topic. Search engine optimization is like reverse engineering that and going backwards so that as the content creator, I want to be using terms and phrases and titles and descriptions that would include those terms that people are likely to be searching. So it's a very iterative process that in order to be good at search engine optimization as you create and publish content, you've really got to know who is your person, who is your sole client. What is the signature transformation that you're desiring to kind of take a stand for? What is the messaging that your people are looking for and how do you intersect with that? So I think if you're brand new in online business, you just can't put too much pressure on things being perfect. And I am a line three in human design. And so I do learn through trial and error and putting things out there and then kind of pivoting a bit and just, I feel okay about that. So you might be listening to my story and cringing being like, oh my gosh, you should have figured all this out before. But it's just part of my process and I really own that. 
But search engine optimization is something that I really know I should be learning more on, maybe like tapping into some courses, exploring. I do have some really amazing friends um, in this area. If you know that you want to dive into search engine optimization, feel free to message me wherever. I have a friend who has a really great course that I'm going to be taking, um, but I could connect you. So SEO is one thing. Uh, The second is for the entire past year, I was putting out content to grow my audience and creating offers. What I'm now seeing is that over the past year, these offers that I've created, I now understand what the offers are and how to create content that brings in people who want something like that. What do I mean by that? You can just, I can put out a podcast because it's fun. I can put out content, you know, about a whole smattering of different ideas and concepts and topics. I like talking about all kinds of stuff. I have a defined throat. And so that's fun for me. But it, again, is like this breadcrumbs of looking at what is the journey? If you like this podcast, but I don't offer anything, if I was not a business coach and just doing this for fun, you'd be like, hey, that's a sweet podcast. But if you listen to this podcast and you desire to work with me, how do I help you know what the next steps are? Until you have created a handful of offerings or even just like one core offering that you go all in on, until you know how to speak about it, until you've run the offering and know that you've gotten good feedback and testimonials, it can be challenging to be on that two tracks, one track of creating content to grow your audience, the second track of creating the offering and running the offering and really like wrapping your head and your tongue around it, like your verbiage of how you're going to speak about it. I was doing both and I don't regret it because of so many great things that have come out of the podcast and creating the offerings at the same time. But I can now look back and be like, oh, now that I know what I'm trying to drive traffic to, having a podcast makes so much more sense and the topics I'll be covering make so much more sense and just the pivots that I'm going to be working on. So we're going to talk for the next part of the podcast um, or of this conversation about this aligned decision-making framework and how it's impacting what I'm going to be doing going forward with the podcast. So if you're new to the podcast or you've never heard me talk about this, I really take a stand for helping healers, coaches, guides, visionaries, all of us sensitive souls out here who are meant to be taking up more space online but maybe shying away from some of the old paradigm or the bro marketing tactics, I want to help us take up more space so that we can grow an online business for purpose and for profit. What I mean by that is the purpose, the impact, the sole mission that you have, like why you even want to create an online business around, you know, maybe gifts that you have or expertise or knowledge you've acquired. And you're like, so passionate about bringing it out to the world, we don't want to lose the essence of that, the shininess, the purpose of it, just to make a buck. However, I do not think that in this day and age, we should be focusing only on the purpose and not looking at how can we monetize? How can we have an abundant energetic exchange coming back if you desire? I'm going to be honest. Some, so I know some of you listeners who tune in really are just light workers in the essence of wanting to bring what you do out online and not worrying about the monetizing. And this isn't a business for you. And I love that for you. But for many, you know, I work with a lot of women. Many are moms. Many are what I would say like very frugal, like practical individuals and maybe heads of the household or primary breadwinners or just like creating an online business to have an extra income stream for the family. 
And it really comes down to, yes, I would like an energetic exchange coming back for the gifts that I bring for the, you know, just to honor the investment that you make in order to hone your gifts or practice or reach a certification level. Like you as a practitioner are investing and then perhaps you're paying for childcare so that you can be on a one-on-one session or you're making sacrifices in other areas of your life so that you can have time carved out to support clients. Like why shouldn't you be looking at how to structure that business as a foundation for profit? Okay. And so this aligned decision-making framework, it's if you just spell out the word A-L-I-G-N-E-D, what I do is for every offering that I put out into the world, I run it through this framework and I might run it through it multiple times. Like I am revisiting this a year out and I do this for for purpose offerings and I do this for for profit offerings. So this podcast is a for purpose uh, offering. You could listen to this podcast and never spend a dime working with me, and I would just feel so thrilled if this podcast has made a difference for you. Maybe you clicked through and followed someone who I did an interview with, and that has like changed your world. Or maybe you hang on every sentence that I say just to implement it without, you know, without investing to be closer in my inner circle or working with me. And I love that. Like I love that we live in a time where you can put your thoughts out and it can fall on people that it resonates with. And there is also time that goes into it. There was a portion of season two of this podcast where I was uh, paying for a podcast manager and exploring like, did that make a difference in the downloads and how much editing was really necessary? I pay for software to be able to host my podcast and also be able to edit podcasts. And so there is It is for purpose in that I'm not expecting people to pay to engage in this free resource. However, it is a part of my overall business and there are expenses for me as a business owner to provide this. So when I think about the aligned decision-making, I'm just going to talk it through very briefly. If this is something that you know you would like to kind of sink your teeth into more, I will be covering this in the due, um, Due Date Duality Masterclass that's coming up. If you're listening to this in October, then make sure... Um, It's going to be October 19th. There will be a registration page coming up live soon. Make sure to follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Your Routine Queen, um, or you can email me. There's information always in the show notes about how you can contact me. But if this is, if you're like, oh, I wish I had a framework and could really understand how to make decisions in my business like this, I'm just going to talk it through how I am implementing it. But of course, when I teach it, it's much more broad and allowing you to envision how to use it. So let's talk this through. When I first launched this podcast, the A is for audience. And when I first launched this podcast, I thought that my focus was going to be on supporting anxious and introverted moms who also wanted to run an online business without feeling like they were horrible moms for wanting to do something else. And a lot of my, like if you listen to the first maybe 10 episodes of Your Routine Queen podcast, if you go all the way back to binge from the beginning, You're going to be like, oh, you were talking a lot to moms, and then it started to kind of shift, and it did, and I am okay with having an evolution. There was a part of me that even when I made that shift of going from speaking to introverted and anxious moms to then being like, no, I really want to work with coaches and healers and lightworkers and and women who are here to follow a big soul purpose, sensitive souls, then... At first, I was like, maybe I should just start over with a new podcast, a new channel, a new feed. 
And then I was like, you know what? I'm not 100% sure. So I'm just going to kind of like stay the course. The people who want to keep listening will keep listening. But I am very clear now that my, I'll say forever home, but you know, who knows? Things change. But my, I feel like my forever home of who I desire to help really is like the newer coach, healer, guide who is stepping out of a certification recently or finally deciding to go all in on really implementing their gifts and and what you can do to support others and being a ripple effect, me being a ripple effect, a catalyst of helping you to help other people by building an online business. And so being kind of that stone thrown into a pond and then because I uh, create ripples of helping so many people, like that's kind of my sole purpose. And so the A for audience is super clear right now for me, but it has shifted from when I first launched this podcast. Now the L, laser focus, I, over the past seven months, went through and sought out certification and training on how to be a human design guide. And so I have interspersed human design into some of the episodes here in the podcast, but didn't like come out as being a human design guide or mentor or how I incorporate it into my coaching until I kind of like crossed that threshold of completing my certification and feeling like really two feet in the human design world. And so now that I'm, I can be really laser focused on how I am layering human design as an energetic tool on top of proven business strategies that are more in alignment with intuition. Now you're going to see as I rebrand next week, the podcast is going to make so much more sense. It's going to be much clearer. If you were to be searching topics, they're going to like all be more cohesive. And so when you think about evergreen content, like I was saying for SEO, it's going to make a lot more sense. That's all. I can be laser focused because now I have a little bit more of kind of a guiding post of the overarching topics and how I want to rotate things that are going to be dancing between intuitive business mentorship and strategies and trusting yourself and human design and really just like circling it all around in a way that attracts the person who wants to run an online business as a guide, as a coach, as a healer, but wants to do it in a truly aligned way and really ditch old paradigm marketing and like take a stand for doing this in a really authentic way. I can be laser focused on that for at least the next year. Like I'm obsessed with this. I could be focused push come to shove, I could talk about the same topic for the rest of my life as a career, as a coach. And so I'm really, really excited about it. Now I is trusting my intuition. I is all about your intuition. And so I've really been sitting with this and journaling on it and you leaning into my human design authority. Also, you know, running it by a couple professionals who I really trust. Like, should I just rebrand the same podcast? Should I start over? Da, 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 and just like weighing pros and cons. And so my intuition is saying, stay in the same feed. The people who are already listening are likely going to stick around. They're going to notice that it has a different jingle, a different cover, different cover art. You know, like it's not going to be the end of the world. And so I'm following my intuition and just taking action. Now, G is my gifts. And what I know is that my gift is really speaking about things in a way in the business world that just makes this sound a whole heck of a lot more doable than most marketing gurus out there. So much of the feedback that I get on the podcast, as well as people who work with me, is like, I thought this was going to be so much harder. I was building it up in my head that it was going to be like 100 steps to be able to launch an online workshop or really go big on my brand new coaching business but you just make it sound so simple. There's things that you can break down. I also get a lot of feedback that 
I'm a really great fit for kind of newer coaches as opposed to working with people who are really trying to like scale big big business. And I was talking to a biz bestie today that she and I like both have the skill sets and the track record to be able to support people who are further along in their business journey. But my passion is really helping people who are newer, who are trying to get to that first two to $5,000 a month consistently. And so if my gifts are there and the, all of the topics I love talking about fall into that, then that's going to be weighed heavily in how I approach the new season, kind of the new take of this podcast. Now, if we go down A-L-I-G-N, my needs. Now, something that is really coming up for me around my needs is that when I am putting out a for-purpose exchange and offering, I don't come at it from a scarcity or desperation of like, I put you know, a hundred hours into running that podcast and I, I didn't make enough money back. Like that's not how I do it. If it's for purpose, it's for purpose with, honestly, I'm going to say with like no expectation that something has to come from it. There's no like white knuckling for me of running this podcast and being like, but I've got to make at least $10,000 from leads that come in through the podcast. Is it nice when that happens? If someone is like, oh my gosh, I listen to your podcast and I would love to hear about working with you. Can we book a time to call? Like, yes, I, that's lovely. But when I think about my needs, I do feel like leaning more into the strategy I'm going to be implementing is going to flow to bring more people through the podcast experience to let them get to know really what it looks like to work with me. Who am I? What are some of the gifts that I bring to the table when I'm mentoring you or guiding you? And just having it flow better is going to, I believe, translate into more filling my financial needs and filling the needs of bringing in people that I just freaking love working with. That is one of my biggest needs in my business, that when people come to me and they're such an aligned connection and just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I literally can't wait to get on a coaching call with my clients. And I believe that the way I'm going to be approaching the podcast going forward is going to make it much more likely that those magnetic connections just happen. So the E, the E is for ideal experience. And one of the changes you're going to notice in the new season, the new approach of the podcast is it's going to be mostly solo episodes. I will for sure find some people that is just like, oh my gosh, I really would love to, to bring you on as a guest. But what I decided when I first decided, am I going to do a podcast, a blog, or a YouTube, I decided to do a podcast because I knew I could do it around my family life. I'm going to be 100% real. I am recording this at 930 at night on a Sunday evening. I do not have pants on. I'm sitting here with holding a tiny microphone next to me. My son is asleep. My husband is watching football this fits my lifestyle. What I was finding is when I was doing a lot of interviews, those interviews would get booked during my daytime schedule when I have childcare, and it was cutting into the time when I could actually be supporting paying clients. And so this does work for me to be like, hey, one Saturday a month, I could sit down and record four podcast episodes while my son and husband go off to the park. Cool. That's actually really doable for me. And so that's one of the big changes you're going to notice is that it will be much more me talking and me sharing my expertise. And part, that's a very honest part of the reason why I'm doing that, as well as kind of like tying into the needs that the more I'm speaking about what I do and letting you get to know me, there's a much higher likelihood that you are going to lean in and say, I do want to hear about what it is like to work with you. And that just makes sense. 
right? As opposed to featuring everybody else as amazing, and they are, and there's so many different ways to collaborate outside of bringing people onto my podcast. And so when you do see guest interviews going forward, just know that I really think the world of this person that I'm bringing on because I'm like bringing them on very, very intentionally. Um, so that's E, and the last is design. And uh, design is aka your human design. And so I have leaned a lot into my authority. I have really been thinking a lot about the fact that I am a defined throat, uh, defined throat center. And so I do enjoy the podcast. I've looked at what really excites me about the podcast. I've leaned into my strategy as far as really looking for things that I can respond to around how and when I was going to kind of shift the podcast and the approach and how long I'm going to be doing it, like shorter episodes. And, you know, it's just been really cool to take the energetics, the self-awareness I have because of my new awareness around my human design and my chart and be able to bring it into this decision. Now, if you're listening to this and you've never run your human design chart, now you're like, wait, Chelsea's going to be doing more with this. I want to, I want to check out my chart. You can go to chelseafournier.com forward slash HD chart. That's for human design chart. So chelseafournier.com forward slash HD chart. I'll put a link in the show notes and you can run your human design chart for free right on my website. I've like spent the time and effort to get that set up there so that it's easy for you to come and receive your chart from a trusted source, me. And uh, I'm also, you're going to hear me on the podcast episodes going forward talking more about free and kind of lower level for purpose offerings, investment level offerings around introducing you to the energetic tool of human design and how to layer that on top of your proven business strategies that either you trust and are implementing or maybe you're working with me or desire to to have strategies that you really trust are going to get you to where you want to go to run an online business for purpose and profit. So I will be rebranding the podcast and setting up a nice little new like podcast website. So you'll, it'll be a lot easier even to find episodes. So I'm taking this opportunity of the reset and going through the aligned decision-making framework to give it a little shininess, a little up level, make sure I'm super excited as a generator. I know that there's nothing more magnetic than an excited generator. And so I am super excited about the new approach to the podcast. I hope that you tune in continue to subscribe wherever you're listening to this, please do subscribe because the name is going to be changing. And um, I'm not going to say it on here. I just want you excited for the next episode, but the name of the podcast will be changing and the cover art and just like the format and the show note format. So it's going to be really, really lovely. And so wherever you're listening would encourage you to subscribe and also make sure to come over and follow me on Instagram and TikTok as your routine queen. And especially if you have interest in that class that I'm talking about, the due date duality coming up on October 19th. If you're listening to this in that chunk of time, make sure to come follow me and see some of those updates when the registration is available. So thank you for tuning in to your routine queen podcast. It is the last episode that you'll hear me say that and hear this particular jingle, but I will be back next week shiny and excited and magnetic and ready to keep rolling. So thank you so much for tuning in and feel free to reach out to me and just let me know how this falls on you and what you are excited about hearing in the new version of the podcast.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.